Hello and welcome to the Love Lisa podcast, where we talk about all things spiritual and self-help. Hello and welcome to this week's episode. Yeah, good day. Good day. It's kind of a cloudy day here. Kind of had a mixed bag of weather. Yeah, it's been an interesting week. Mm-hmm. Um, Up just, and down. Yeah, it, it it really shows me how time has changed. Mm. Really elastic because I know we felt feels like I haven't talked to you for a year ever, even yeah. though it's only been a week. And I feel like I've gone and done so much stuff. Yeah, but nothing's changed. Yeah, <laughs> in the physical world. But I feel like a different person every time. All the time. The other thing that I've been feeling too that we were talking about because I agree with you with the time. Like I go into these like vortexes where it's like eight days have passed, but like, um, I feel like it was just yesterday that that person messaged me and I haven't got back to them for like eight days. Like that's actually been happening to me quite a bit lately. Where it's like, where did eight days go? Yeah. Like somehow. Um, that I've been experiencing that a lot, but also in general, like you and I were both talking about at least a couple days ago, it feels very quiet here where we are. Yeah. It feels like, I mean, we're specifically, we're in Kelowna, but, um, I've never felt it be as calm as this in a really long time or like people are finally like, but it feels eerie. Yeah, there's that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I forgot that I'd messaged you about that. That feeling of being inside the eye of a storm. Yeah. Um, not just being in a sense of complete calm. And I had gotten a similar feeling a while ago where uh, I felt like this was before COVID came and before I had any, we had any of that. And, um, I had felt like there was going to be a split and I didn't understand what the split mm. meant. And the image that I'd gotten at that time was, um, two ice, an iceberg splitting in half and some people going one way and some people going yeah. the other way. And there'd be a couple that could jump to one, but that this is so accurate. Was happening, right? <laughs> For what and happened? then boom, COVID <laughs> came and then I was like, Oh, that's what you mean. <laughs> um, so the feeling so I'm getting, getting now yeah. is like being in the center of a hurricane in that pause, we've mm. had that whole buildup where we felt the wind buffeting us. It's now we're in this breathing space. Mm-hmm. And I was going <laughs> to say, but, and something else is going to come up on the horizon. I, but I have no idea what that other thing mm-hmm. is. It just. I keep seeing it for some reason as like a tornado was here mm-hmm. and it was just throwing us all around. And I think like even within a storm, there'll be a moment where the tornado will lift off the ground and you'll see like the field or the cows yeah. or something yeah. like you'll just have this moment where you can see again. It's not just blustery like cloud. If you were in a tornado, yeah. this is how I'm picturing yeah. it. There's a moment where the tornado lifts off of you and it's not because the tornado's gone, but there's just this brief moment where... <gasps> And then it's going to come. Yeah, there's a pause <laughs> yeah. in something. That's, yeah. yeah. Definitely. So right now. It, it feels, feels good yeah, to be here. Yeah, <laughs> and does. like I've never felt in a long time. I have not felt Kelowna um, feel a certain sense of optimism. Like it's been a really long time since I felt like the collective feels like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe it has a lot to do with the mask mandate. I don't know. Maybe that relieved a lot of people. Yeah, that or could be. Yeah. Took a, a lot of internal stress off of people. Um, I'm not sure. That could, that's, makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that led a lot of people out of their own prison. Like, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever yeah. that was. Don't have to be so scared about being with other people. Yeah. Which is what a mask makes you feel like. Yeah, you or gotta the judgment hide it. of, like, wanting to take it off, but not wanting to do yeah. it because you're scared. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, there's definitely cool. that feeling of that pause. Yeah. It's like waiting for the next thing to come something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sometimes it sucks to feel that because you're like okay well but enjoy here we're yeah. here now it's light it's breezy um yeah, if anything life's taught us up to this point is appreciate what you have right at this moment yeah it's all you here have now. it's yeah. all you have that's it 
And I guess um, one of the reasons, so the topic for discussion today is is disappointment and, and basically, um, you know, how that comes up, what it comes with, um, how, how it presents. It, yeah, like, how does it feel? How does it feel? And then also transitioning into like, how do we move through that and other difficult emotions. But I, for me, really, I had this awareness this week come up with like, um, I didn't know, I had an experience where I was feeling an emotion that I had never labeled before. Uh, of course I felt disappointed many times in my life, but I had never known that that was it. Like it was almost just this weird like aha moment of, oh, this is called disappointment. Okay. Mm. I had never, I knew what anger, I knew how to label that. I knew how to ang label jealousy. Like I knew yeah. how to label, but for some reason I had never fully labeled disappointment. And so it, it just came up for me that like, wow, okay, this is something mm -hmm. that I've never quite dove into. So that's what ended up bringing up this topic this week. And I think it's something obviously a lot of us go through. It's a normal human thing. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, well, how many times, like as a child, as you're growing up, you're expecting certain things to take place and they don't. And then it's like, oh, yeah, that feeling of disappointment. Totally. Yeah. You know, you're looking forward to something or, you know, in life, you're hoping to get this job that you want so, so, so badly and then you don't get it. And as much as you can contextualize like, well, maybe there's something better or it wasn't meant to be, like all these sayings, mm -hmm. there's still an emotion that you're left with that is, I, in this moment, am disappointed. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. But yeah, we'll get, we'll get kind of into it. So yeah. you... Well, I started with, like, when you came up with the topic idea, start with, um, okay, well, what, what does the word disappointment mean? Yeah, and I like that. dissecting the word. Um, so, but first of all, I like, of course, I looked up the definition. Mm -hmm. and so it's sadness or displeasure. Webster's Dictionary yeah. defines. <laughs> I like that. Oftentimes, right? Like, you think about you it. You don't even we know. We don't even know what the definition of True. the word is. We yeah. just go off with some sort of weird, convoluted <laughs> meaning around it. No, I love the clarity. But, yeah. So, what is disappointment? Yeah. Okay. So it's the <laughs> sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes or expectations. Yeah. And then I was guided to look at, like, take apart the word disappointment. Okay. So the, it has the word point in it. You're pointing outside yourself towards something. Mm. So you're not getting what you're wanting. But mm -hmm. where, where does that not getting what you're wanting? So it's going outside yourself, pointing at something that you want. Going that horizontal, like you horizontal were saying last, last, like last yeah. week, yeah. Going mm. horizontal for something, for mm -hmm. validation, for expecting something to come to you when it's not going to come to you from the horizontal. Yeah. By reaching out. So I was like, ooh, okay, that's a good and one. And you're appointing yeah. somebody to give it to you. Yeah. Yeah, even yeah. though, and that, well, and that got me thinking about different scenarios, because we, the story that you shared with me that I'll let you share later, or <laughs> now if you want, yeah. um, but... Some people will tell us things that we expect them to fulfill what they've mm -hmm. said and they don't and then we become disappointed. Mm -hmm. It always comes back to us because if it happens once, mm -hmm. okay, fine. If it happens twice, we are seeing a pattern of people that want to set you up for disappointment. Mm -hmm. But where does that emotion of disappointment get started to begin with yeah uh, yeah because there are some people out there that understand that it's not about what they just know that if they don't get it that there's something more out there for mm -hmm. them so they don't become disappointed. yeah so where was it programmed in that like disappointment is such a, a crippling like uh, hard emotion to overcome yeah. too yeah well I know for me too I was I don't know if this is what you're referring to are you referring to that example I gave yeah. 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 Of just like the dad thing. Yeah. Being a child. And yeah. Being shown or being told, hey, let's do this when I get home from work. And yeah. We're going to have so much fun and then it doesn't happen because other things intervened and the person comes home from work and they've had a shitty time. Yeah. And, yeah. and then you're left with like, I know for me, a lot of what would happen and what a lot that comes up for me when I feel disappointment is I get this like whole message inside my head of 
well, you're so dumb to have like even gotten excited. Like, why did you let yourself? That's kind of what it is. Why did you let yourself get so excited um, when you knew or like because you don't know. But you tell yourself after like you should have known better. That person always does this or, you know, whatever that ego comes up with after that's like, why did you even let yourself um, expect that? Um, and I know that I feel really, really dumb sometimes when I have an expectation that isn't met and I feel disappointment. I almost feel like, well, it's my fault that I'm disappointed or something. And I know that you were saying to me that a lot of that could be because of how it was set up too. Cause when you felt disappointment and you expressed it, the person maybe came back with, well, you don't even understand what kind of day I've had, or they kind of mm -hmm. made you not make made you but implied guilt upon you that you should be more understanding of why they have to disappoint you yeah so I instead of them taking responsibility for exactly, it exactly yeah right? yeah and as kids I mean that's our biggest programming happens between like I would say the first three or four months but it is anyway yeah. you're you're when you're a kid, all of that gets programmed in and you don't even understand it. And your mm -hmm. parents come at you with these complex human emotions that they don't I've understand. I've had a hard day at work. Yeah. When you didn't even know what work no, is. Even though you said, you, you said to this child that we are going to do this. That mm -hmm. child expected you implicitly to follow through mm -hmm. with what you were saying. And then you changed your mind. And then you pushed it back on the kid and said... Mm -hmm. No, that's not what I said. Or, yeah. Um, so that child takes on. Haven't that I given you sense. enough or whatever? Yeah. So that that feeling of so m me as the parent doing that to my child, I'm I'm an underlying mm. disappointed in myself, mm. and I'm pushing that feeling out onto my child, mm -hmm. so that they know how that disappointment feels. True. And even though I've not it's been able to articulate it. it in a way. If I could have, I would have sat down and said, I know you're disappointed. Yeah, here's how we're going to make it better. Yeah. But that's where that unmet expectations comes in from. So me as the child, no one, no one told you that this was going to happen. Mm -hmm. They just automatically made you feel ashamed for you wanting this expectation. Mm -hmm. So you shut your own expectations down. Mm -hmm. Which isn't also a way to live. Like, mm -hmm. I know some people are like, don't expect anything. But I don't think that, I don't think that that's the answer. I think that you're allowed to have expectations of how you should be treated. You can have expectations that are healthy to a standard. But knowing that sometimes an expectation will not be met and it's just about how you're willing to sit through that afterwards mm -hmm. you can't avoid pain and that's something that a lot of us hold in our like we're going to reach this point where there is no more pain because we're going to get rid of expectation we're going to get rid of like expecting anybody you know you almost expect people to disappoint you or like it goes in a different direction sometimes when people feel chronically disappointed but, um, oh, for sure, yeah. because you're rejecting that energy, right? So whatever you reject amplifies. Rejection Rejection persists. So mm -hmm. I am never, ever going to feel disappointed again. I'm never going to have any expectations. And you end up just bringing that to you anyway. Mm -hmm. um, I remember there was a <laughs> nudge that was coming in. I know. We've got some exterior distractions going on, but um, I was having an expectation of things yeah. being quiet. Yeah, <laughs> true. But um, no, I. So yeah, the um, if I bring it back to expectation, starts in your head, right? Yes. Like it's okay. A, it's a brain chemical, electrical current that gets started. So mm -hmm. you have this. See if I can explain how they showed it to me. Um, so 20% of who you are is made up of your thoughts. 80% mm -hmm. of who you are is made up of your feelings. Mm -hmm. Your which, body. Yeah, we were saying last week. Yeah. It's kind of like the ratio of your head to your body. 20% is from there and um, the other 80% is your body. So uh, I got this from Joe Dispenza when I was listening to something that he said. And I went, that makes a lot of sense. So you get that spark that electrical spark of, of an idea or a thought or yeah. a thought. So when you're disappointed, let's 
you, this person said something and you got excited about it. It started that spark mm. and it got unmet. Mm-hmm. So it gets stored in the body somewhere where the feeling yeah. is. But it can show up somewhere else. Or, or I'm getting... I see what you're seeing. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it gets stored in the body. That's your magnetic being. Yeah. That's how you attract these certain experiences that show up for you is because you've had this magnetic programming into your body that mm-hmm. attracts the experiences to you. Yes. So... You are been programmed to expect disappointment. Mm-hmm. So you're going to continue to get disappointment until you change that programming from disappointment to something Change where else. it's programmed in your body, and too. Exactly. So it'll get stored in different parts of your body, uh, and it'll get stored in different ways because every body is different. I think your appendix, actually, for some reason that's coming to me right now, mm-hmm. is actually where a lot of unmet expectations are like feeling like life has cheated you or something um, is a lot to do with needing your appendix out. Because oh, <laughs> I looked it up recently because somebody okay. had an appendicitis and I was wondering what they might be going through. Right. So, And then I was like, that actually makes a lot of sense for their life. But because um, certain organs are just associated with yeah. certain, you know, emotions. Yeah. yeah. But I wanted to add, because you're going down the same train of thought that I went through is like most of your hell is just like most of the hell that you're in is created by a thought. Yes. That you've followed, that you've gave energy to, that you've gave so much power to that it did store in your body. Um, so what important thing to recognize is when you're having an emotion, think what thought led me here? Like focus on, like you said, it starts with a thought, goes into the body. What thought led me here? And then allow it to show you in your body where, where it's, it's showing. stored. Because yeah. sometimes, like, you might think it's, like, say, your kneecap. <laughs> and it ends up being an ear or something. Yeah. But it's a clue to how your body is storing the information that it receives. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you once you unwind it, you can start to put in those things back in place that are more supportive for you. Yeah. And you, and you become more clear on, like, what thoughts are here to serve you and what thoughts are, are, are not serving you. Um, and something that like I have only recently figured out is like, we love like happiness, love. We love all these good emotions. Like we've labeled them good and we love them. And we're like, Oh, I want to experience them all the time, but they work the exact same way as how negative emotions work. They also need to pass. (laughs) They also need to not, get necessarily stored in the body it's still energy energy is never actually good or bad it's just maybe pokey and soft like they're just different shapes maybe but um even the feeling of joy allowing that to pass through your energy body Mm -hmm. is just as important which it seems like i just want to hold on to that i want to keep that inside but your body's not designed that way it's not designed to store and hold that energy it's designed to let it Well, and how many people do you really know that say, I'm really joyful, (laughs) but they're actually inside, they're waiting for that joy to leave. Mm, True. True. Or their body like wants to release any energy. It's just, that is how your body is mechanically designed Mm -hmm. is for energy to come in and go out. It's not supposed to stay. No, (laughs) No, we're supposed to, we're, uh, we're a verb, not a noun. We are meant to be in flow, not a fixed object. Yes. No, that's a great, that's a good example. I like that. A verb, not a noun. (laughs) So uh, it's the human brain that likes to label everything. Yeah. And the body likes to flow. So the brain, when it's overactive, it puts labels on it too much and Mm -hmm. forces the flow too small. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. Definitely. Yeah, so be a verb, not a noun. <laughs> be a verb. I like that. Solid <laughs> advice. Um, and this is actually something I was going to bring up that actually came up. We did a reading before this and it kind of came up, but I think it's important to say is like, um, and it has to do with expectations. So if you're walking around and you expect the world to be a certain way, mm. And all, it's like a model. It's a way of thinking. It's something that you've concreted into solidity, that it must be this way. Well, 
that is holding a very rigid expectation instead yeah. of just allowing things to present themselves and be. Um, sometimes I find myself personally uh, judging somebody else based on like, I think they have a character flaw, whatever it is. I think that they, um, their ego is too big. Yeah. You know, and in my mind, an ego is a bad thing and you shouldn't have that. And that's like this model that I hold is that a good person doesn't have an ego or whatever I've created. And it's like, well, no, I can recognize that that person has a strong ass ego and also just let them be that instead. So it's my, when you are annoyed by somebody else's way of being, it's because you are holding this contrast, this contract or this model of how you think they should be. Yeah. When that's not fair. Which sets you up for disappointment. Constantly. Yeah. Because they're not playing out the way that you think the world should be. Um, and that's why you feel that inner conflict. That's why you don't like somebody. Instead of just allowing them to be like, well, you know, that's not my favorite characteristic in people. But I'm going to allow them to be that. Yeah. Because it's somebody else's favorite characteristic. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But it's just when we hold models and expectations of how we think people should act and be and that you have to do this to be a good person. And that's where you set yourself up to be uh, in constant like, yeah, limbo with people too, where you either like immediately hate them or immediately love them. Yeah. yeah. Same. Yeah, it is, right? It's going... It's placing expectation. Well, it's what you just said. Placing expectations of another person's behavior in order for me to be happy. Yeah, yeah. And, you have to act a certain way, or else uh, it upsets me. Yeah. And how <laughs> how how um, disempowering is that, mm -hmm. right? Like if we're meant to be our own autonomous being and expecting someone else to behave a certain way so that we can be happy. Yeah, it's not fair. Yeah, no. Well, it's, it's not conducive for, like, a happy life. Yeah. You're going to constantly be disappointed. Yeah. Not everybody is good and love and light all the time, and that's okay. You're human. Yeah. You're human. You're meant to be, uh, have bumpy parts, because that's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. Um. Also, like, kind of getting into relationships, too, mm. like, unmet expectations in relationships, there's lack of communication then right? mm -hmm. like who, where are you not talking to that person if you expect that person to do it and they don't want to do it but they do it anyway of course yes. that's power if they want they um well you know where i'm going with this no if they i don't hear you. If, i'm glad you can <laughs> if um, they do it even though they don't want to that's not yeah. That's not a That's good not energy a exchange either way, yeah. but then it sets everybody up. If you're expecting them to do it and they don't want to do it, so they don't do it, that yeah. also, but they don't voice that, yeah. then it, yeah. yeah. So yeah. communication, using your voice to talk about what's expected. Yeah. Because I know I get myself in a trap of thinking people think just like me, right? Yeah. Like yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. yeah. In a situation where, oh, well, the person will behave that same way because I behave this yeah. way. Isn't this just the way? Yeah. yeah. And then, Instead of just allowing them to be yeah. their own person. Yeah. Because they are. <laughs> yeah. I think that, um, yeah, that's where un unlearning and just uh, allowing is so, it's a really hard concept or like thing to, to achieve, it seems. But the other thing is, is like, I... I always set myself up thinking, well, I'll reach this point one day where I will just be able to allow everybody to be who they are. And maybe I will, but maybe I won't. And it's okay. It's about when it comes up, how do I treat myself when it comes up? How do I move through it when it comes up? Mm -hmm. Uh-oh, I'm expecting this person. I'm expecting something right now. I could either shit on myself for even expecting it, or I could just help myself move through it at mm -hmm. this moment. Yeah. Yeah, and how, where did that get set up to begin with? Yeah. Because finding, finding kind of that precipice point where it got set up in certain ways will help you unwind it from, so that going forward, you're no longer bringing it with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Ram Dass talks a lot about, has, uh, sometimes he says, sometimes... Healing is instantaneous. So you find out what caused it. You have that breakthrough. You see your dad telling you something and you know that that's where it came from. Yeah. And he said, and sometimes it's just about emptying 
and then emptying again and then emptying again. Okay, my thought, my brain is still going there. I'm going to empty. Okay, it's going back. I'm going to empty. <laughs> and that's the work. It's not always, I think, sometimes I set myself up this that you do you do the work and it's done. The work is the constant, um, I don't want to say grind. I don't know what word I'm looking for, but it's... Uncovering. Yeah, and just emptying it and allowing whatever that is to just pass without having to sometimes finding the, like I just I agree with you sometimes mm -hmm. finding the solution instantaneous healing mm -hmm. but there's other times where you will never know what exact moment set that in stone but that doesn't mean you can't let it go yeah um and just poof. yeah and then again poof. Yeah. and then when it comes back a day later poof yeah. like just keep <laughs> Keep yeah. allowing it to poof. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and relishing in too. I think a lot of us see humanism, especially when you start opening in your spirituality, you see being human as like um, this constrictive, like hard thing to do. And it's like, if we could just change our, our, our shift into being, wow, how deliciously human am I? Mm -hmm. I accept it. And I'm feeling an emotion. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Or, you know, changing it is to curio curiosity and like um, experience and like a game instead of just this like hard grind all the time of like, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 It's about, yeah, coming into that place of acceptance as opposed to making it yeah. a hard thing yeah because it doesn't have to be a hard thing no i heard uh, something that really made me think about discipline in a different way okay um because i always think of discipline as that hard thing you've got to do right uh, discipline is your key to freedom mm. because that spark that is that first initial idea that you get and then gets programmed into your emotion you have to work at it, right? Mm -hmm. You have to do the steps. You, you're not just going to go from point A to point Z in one shot. No. Um, so looking at disappointment from a different point of view yeah. inside yourself, what's that here to teach me? So mm -hmm. I really liked like discipline is freedom. When you can methodically and purposefully take those steps like the whoosh every time it yeah. comes up you allow it to go if that's what it's needed mm -hmm. will be your freedom mm -hmm. yeah and creating um that as your your main goal like I just know for me sometimes I get caught up in in over overthinking why an emotion's coming up instead of just realizing that emotion is never gonna stop coming up I just have to let it go mm -hmm. again and again and again. And it doesn't always need um, to be analyzed. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. know. And that's a hard, because I'm an analyzer. Like, I'm a huge brain. I love, this is all I do is, is think deeply and, like, analyze and critically think about concepts. But I have to, it's so hard for me to remind myself that I don't need to do that with every fucking thing yeah. all the time and that I can just let something oof I just had sadness you know why did I have sadness who created this sadness where did the sadness come from no I just had sadness there for a second okay and it's gone and it's gone yeah because they do pass that's yeah. something that they I've do. learned yeah. it's like just let it go and it will go mm -hmm. but yeah we get really hung up sometimes I think and and that's beneficial this has served me because I wouldn't understand humans or myself as much if I didn't spend so much time thinking. Very much. Right? <laughs> yeah. There comes a time where it can be a hindrance to to well, your It's growth. like everything, right? Like even even the disappointment emotion mm -hmm. is serving you in some way until it no longer yeah. is. As soon as it starts to put you in that box where you're you're feeling stuck, mm -hmm. it's time for it to go. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's with anything you encounter. There's that a moment of when you first encounter something new that's exciting, and then eventually it turns into something yeah. that's limiting again. Yeah, that's that yeah, yeah. Flow of being true. So the flow of emotions, those true. emotions of density, of disappointment, of anger, they, even though you feel them, it's when we get stuck in them that limits who we get to be. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. yeah. 
So be a verb, not a noun. Yeah. <laughs> Again, yeah, just <laughs> verb it out there. Um, so how how do you, um, you know, how how do you? I guess we kind of mentioned it. Like, how how would you say that you let your energy flow when you when you come up against a difficult emotion? <laughs> how do you do it yeah, I, I know I mean I'm not always the best at, 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 at doing it quite yet but I some of the practices that I use is just um, acknowledging it mm-hmm. um, because I think sometimes we're so angry about something say there's something that's happening and you're so angry but you have this internal dialogue going I'm not angry I'm just, yeah. I'm just pissed or it's like, I don't fault. know. You're just, yeah, it's their fault. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so acknowledging it. And for me, something I just say is I go out loud, like, I'm so angry. <laughs> I'm so angry right now. Or just saying it, um, honestly helps get it out, helps identify it. Um, well, they often say they being like, I guess, um, psychologists, psychologists or, yeah. and stuff, right? Like verbalizing it yeah helps to move it and it is it's a totally. it's a physical act of you're not energy denying movement it. yeah you're saying i see you're here anger yeah i'm going to acknowledge your existence yeah. doesn't mean that you're going to just go out and act angry towards everybody no. you meet, but yeah acknowledging the feeling out loud moves that energy mm-hmm. yeah and then and something i learned from the trauma therapy that i did is i will try to if i feel strong enough because sometimes um there's an emotion that is so overwhelming or it's, I can't quite describe, but it's not the time to go into the body. Mm-hmm. It's the time to um, escape it sort of, like move it, mm-hmm. let it out, like mm-hmm. that sort of thing. There's different times for different levels of intensity. Yes. Um, but if I, sometimes I'll think a thought. I'm just going to give an example. I think a thought and I'll feel like this like tingle behind my nose, almost like a cry or almost like a, do you kind of know what that mm-hmm. feeling like where it kind of stings Yeah. <laughs> almost? Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, instead of ignoring that, it's like going in and saying, okay, I just noticed that I felt that behind my nose. Uh, how, how, why is that? What is that energy wanting me to do? Like, how am I, how can I let that out? So this is what the trauma therapy taught me is like, when you have a thought, you will feel something in your body. Yeah. Like you were saying, yeah. you will feel it. It's just sometimes we're so disassociated from our bodies. We don't, but it's there and it always presents itself. Um, and if you could take a moment to just focus on, okay, okay, that's in my nose. How would I like this to come out? And visualizing how you can get it out or whether it comes out your nostrils, it comes out your eyes, it bubbles out the surface, shoots out like a rainbow. (laughs) However you need it to come out, picture it. And that's how we let energy flow. At least that's how I've learned to to do it. That's interesting because when I was making notes for this, um, one of the things that they had me do was a bit of a guided meditation on myself where when you feel the, you identify the emotion. Mm Mm-hmm. You've put it uh, a label on it. You've made it a noun, I guess. And mm-hmm. then you go into your body and you ask, where is mm-hmm. it? And then allow it to show you in whatever it looks like. It could look like a box. It yeah. It could, could look like a, like what you just yeah. said, like a rainbow coming out. Um, or feel like a lump. Yeah. Or is it like a pressure? Yeah. It, what does it feel like? Yeah. And mm-hmm. that also is intextualizing it yeah. as well, which helps a lot. Yeah. Because sometimes you even put a, even a parameter around the pain, like you feel a pain in your knee and you're like, oh, it feels like a golf ball. It, it can completely disappear just by yeah, you just... saying, wow, I feel like, or I feel like I have a pee stuck in the bottom yeah. of my foot or, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, asking, like ask that energy, what yeah. are you here showing me? And and then just allow whatever shows up. Mm-hmm. That's your point. I feel like this sounds so far out there, but like, cause like we were like, I'm not going to do this for every emotion. And that's the thing is you don't, you don't have to do this, um, all the time, but if it's something that maybe chronically comes up for mm-hmm. you, or it's something that you are faced with again and again, um, it's probably because that energy stuck in you. So your body all day all day is working and transmuting energy and you don't have to think about it. Something comes in, it goes out. It's naturally designed to do that. 
Um, but when we have big emotions that come up and it's something that's repeated itself and over again, that's where the stuck energy comes up to, to let it go. So you're not always going to find something in your kneecap. There's not always going to well, be something there. But... And sometimes it moves, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of the emotion. It was probably more sadness that I was feeling. It could be more the disappointment too. Just reflecting um, back on some of my choices in life. Um, and I could feel it change mm. and move to different parts. Yeah, yeah. Almost like it didn't want me to see it and it was jumping around. Ooh. Yeah. Interesting. It's so comfortable in your body too. It's just yeah, like that, it can, that, it thing, that it can go wherever it wants yeah. and I just allow it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Because I know like you can label pressure behind your eyes, pressure behind your nose. You can label that as grief. Like mm -hmm. a lot of people will say that that's like unresolved grief, but you can also feel grief as like a sickness in your stomach. Like yeah. it can, it can morph into yeah. how it presents, but, um, you know, you can say textbook style. There are certain pains and certain feelings that usually mean this, mm -hmm. but not always. Yeah. Every, every body is different, right? How yes. you were programmed, how you're, how you're expressing your essence in this life. Mm -hmm. uh, is unique to you <laughs> yeah no completely yeah. yeah so that's just a few things that I that I do um but I think sometimes like we were just saying energy builds or illuminates in an area in which you've already accumulated trauma usually so it it does I know this counteracts kind of counteracts what I just said because it it can move but oftentimes, sadness feels the heart. Like, mm -hmm. things often do go to where you've already stored a similar energy. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. So, um, some people, you know, scared, timid, anxiety. Your legs are tense. Like, it, yeah. it goes to um, similar areas again and again and again. Yeah, that's our, chakra, our chakra centers. True. Right? Like, those... Those they do get stored in those different areas depending on what the emotion is because yeah. each chakra center is related to specific yeah types of feelings. So this being scared definitely your root chakra not mm -hmm. having a safe foundation. Mm -hmm. So you're gonna start to feel things lower down. Your yeah. inability to move forward in life will be related to how your legs move you forward. Your ankles, your True. your knees, your hips because that's your um, but your heart is your grief. Yeah. Um, feeling. And that's why lungs. Lungs too. Yeah. Associated with the grief. Yes. It's interesting. And, and it's about learning your, your body. Because like you said, every body is different. But um, there are certain types of energy that like to be stored, I think, in certain parts of yeah. the body. Just so naturally. You had said spleen was the one you had seen. No, appendix. For, appendix for disappointment. For like uh, chronic, like unmet. Expect like you're expecting something and you never get it. Like that kind of emotion hmm. of uh, being chronically disappointed at life, hmm. sort of. Interesting. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there was some anger and frustration, but I think that like flies into a lot of them. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's liver. That's also gallbladder. That's like yeah. a lot of. Yeah. I think anger and frustration loves all the organs. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we see maybe cancer and all sorts of, or, you know, those kind of diseases mm -hmm. in all sorts of centers. But, yeah. um, yeah, yeah. Disappointment, just as we're talking about it, I feel it like more of the solar plexus center. Yeah, yeah. Actually, that came up in, in something I was reading. That, oh, okay. that is where it's um, people that don't experience disappointment as much have like a very strong solar plexus or mm -hmm. there's something there that's very balanced um and it's the imbalances in the solar plexus that lead to to that sense of disappointment yeah, that yeah. not feeling like so your solar plexus is what i think of as your sun center so it's the center of who you are yeah, yeah. so again going outside yourself looking for somebody to fill in your sun center when it's already filled in by your essence yeah that was it's hard to allow that too yeah you know and sometimes it scares us just how big we actually are <laughs> if because if you know oh <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> i know when i think about like 
the fractal energies of everything, right? Mm. Like, um, so disappointment as an energy is a fractal of, oh, I don't even know where this is going, a fractal energy of something else that's inside you. So they just show it to me like a universe. So mm. you are the universe in human form. You mean it's a fractal of like another emotion? Or do you mean... Uh, well, or that the starting point of the disappointment doesn't necessarily mean that it came from this life. The starting point of mm. disappointment is... Um, it's an, So they show it to me like a, like a, a spiral, right? Like mm. there was this precipitous point where disappointment started and now you are looking at it when you experience it. You're looking at it from a bunch of different angles so that you can really get to know the emotion of disappointment yeah. in its entirety mm-hmm. so that it can evolve. Yeah. Does that make sense? No, I hear what okay. you're saying. Yeah. There's different... Uh, Layers and different, you know, if you're standing on the north looking at disappointment, it looks different than if you're standing on yeah. the south. Like, yeah. there's different views. Like, yeah. and, and sometimes you have to experience a couple different views, maybe over a couple different lifetimes to really understand the complexity of what disappointment is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. With any emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that kind of brings me into a topic that I thought would be really cool to discuss and kind of came to me as like... Okay, so we have an immune system, Mm -hmm. and an immune system is designed to help us not get sick, but it's also here to help us, when we do get sick, fight the illness. That's what it's designed to do. Um, So it brought up this idea of an emotional immune system, that not only do we have like our regular physical one, we have an emotional immune system, which functions much the same. Uh, a strong emotional immune system helps you to maybe not get as hurt or, or whatever that is. I don't really want to label it because you can get as hurt as you want. But it also, most importantly, helps you move through. So a strong emotional immune system helps you move through difficult emotions with ease. Yes. Um, I agree with that. Um, yeah. I view the emotional, well, the emotional immune system. You're... You have an energy field around you that is made up of frequencies uh, that come from your emotions. And when you have um, an emotion that's not positive, no, that's not like disappointment, it opens up this frequency that allows for the bacteria, the um, viruses, the little critters Mm, to get in, to get in, much like an immune system. Yeah, Yeah. because you feed it. So. Mm That when you had mentioned this earlier too, I thought, okay, so we've gone in World War after World War One, there was a the Spanish influenza that mm-hmm. came and killed a lot of people, right? So we had this large influx of massive fear that mm-hmm. went through the entire like human race's wound. emotional yeah. body. Yeah. That allowed for a virus to come in and take hold. Yeah. If we hadn't experienced that intense emotional of world trauma war. yeah um and through disappointment but it showed up as war we probably wouldn't have had the same effect of the flu epidemic that that took place That's in the true. 1918 yeah people were worn out yeah. they were worn out because they L- had fear been and living through yeah. this fear so you're saying like the emotional immune system just the point of it protecting you um is just as strong as a regular immune system. Like yes. you're saying that's, yeah. Yes. So having when, a strong emotional immune system is extremely important. And by putting, having yourself be in a situation where you're constantly bombarded with these mm. low energy, these low feelings, this feeling of unworthiness, you're not good enough, stressed mm-hmm. all the time, it weakens your emotional field, totally. which allows the... Um, viruses to get in to get in well and and something that came up too that happens a lot in our society is um and this ties directly into the emotional immune system is is a lot of people suffer with anxiety or depression okay yeah that's huge nowadays huge huge nobody talked about that when i was a kid but it's so important that you don't identify that that is what you are yeah 
<laughs> you have you are a person experiencing anxiety. You are not an anxious person. Yeah. You are a person experiencing depression. You are not a depressed person. Because when you make it part of your identity, you make it so much harder to unravel. You become that now. You do. <laughs> yes. And 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 the, tr the truth is you are just a, a whole being experiencing what what we we call anxiety mm -hmm. and what we call depression um it is not who you are just because you have you know fat on your body does not mean you are a fat person like it's so important that we acknowledge that not taking on these these titles as as our identity when it's just it's oh. not a lot of people <laughs> use that as their excuse to mm -hmm. not get better. Yeah. It's like a badge of I've honor. I've always had it. Yeah. So, I, so I'm just going to run with it. Yeah. And you um, have to make that choice that I, I, I don't want this to be a part of my identity anymore because it's just, it's become a part of your identity. Yeah. Um, yeah. I find too, I know for myself, as soon as, um, as soon as it becomes more uncomfortable to stay the same, like yeah, yeah, yeah. change, you right? Do. You and a do. lot of people, they just they're comfortable in it. But there comes to be a point where finally you've reached that point where it's easier to change than it is to stay the yeah, same. Yeah, it is so painful to stay this way that yeah. I, yeah. And so I, I wanted to throw out um, using the example of our immune system because a lot of us know how immune system works. Mm -hmm. um, so I want to use how what we know about that and, and transfer it into how to strengthen your emotional immune system. So like what we need to do to strengthen it. So you know when you get sick, uh, like really sick, and you get a fever, it's your body's way of killing the disease, mm -hmm. killing the virus, killing the bacteria, mm -hmm. um, but it passes. Mm -hmm. You don't just get a fever and it never goes away. It passes. Yeah. It can last a long time, but it's your body doing what it needs to do, and it passes. Just like that, an emotion comes. It's intense, but it doesn't last forever, and it passes. So remembering it's like, oh, my God, I'm having an emotional fever right now. My body's, like, experiencing this emotion to the extreme, but it's going to pass. Um, so treating an emotion like a fever of just, like, okay, but it'll go. Yeah. Um, and what do you do with a fever? You soothe it, right? Yeah. You don't, go you don't out, tell it to go. You don't go, all of a sudden yeah. go and put a whole bunch of heat on it. No. You soothe you it. You soothe it. Yeah. And so being gentle with yourself. And you know when you get a cold, you crawl into bed. Well, if you're going to honor it. You crawl into bed and you let it pass. You know that your body needs to heal. Yeah. That's the same with your emotional immune system. This is how we strengthen self-trust as we just talked about. And how we strengthen our emotional immune system is by not fighting it. Um... Also, taking the time to, to process, like, what happened? Like, and acknowledging that it did happen. Wow, something just happened that made me so, so angry. Or I'm feeling so upset that I didn't get that job that I wanted. This sucks. Like, saying those things to yourself instead of um, denying it, really. Which, we go over that again and again about not rejecting it, but... Yeah, well... This Change, is, changing your perception of what's just happened. And yeah. it, it starts with your thoughts. Mm -hmm. starts with recognizing what hole are your thoughts taking you down. Um, and if we go back to the 80-20 rule, if we look at that in terms of thoughts, how many, I don't know if this is true or not, but how many of your thoughts, is it 80% of the time are going towards things that are um, the past yeah or are you thinking more about the future mm -hmm. and when we get disappointed we're generally thinking about things that have happened in the past totally setting up our expectations to that, that yeah way, so and as much as you can in those moments too sitting th mm -hmm. again this is all things to strengthen your emotional immune system so it doesn't mean that you're just going to be able to do this right away but if you can just spend even just a second in the observer mode of just realizing that thoughts are thoughts um, and you don't need to change them either. So you get a bad thought, and I know I do this all the time. I'm like, oh, I can't think that thought. Yeah. <laughs> I can't think that. i got to change that to a more positive thought. Right. That's a mean thought. Yeah. Like, why, why would I you think, think that? <laughs> yeah, or I need to change this to be a positive thought. And it's like, no, I can just sit in the observer and just allow that thought to be what it is and go, wow, that was a weird thought. Or, or I don't even need to label it. Just mm -hmm. that was a thought. That's it. That's, it was a thought. Um, 
but also knowing that you don't have to be a peace or love your emotions. You don't. At that moment, you do not have to love that you're angry. <laughs> you don't have to love that you're disappointed. And like, you can just be, um, what's that word? Just letting them be as they are. Mm -hmm. I don't love where I'm at right now, but this is where I am. Because, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, you're not rejecting it anymore. Indifferent. You're, yeah. Yeah. As soon as you want something different, you're taking yourself out of where you are right now. Yeah. Yeah. And having an emo strong emotional immune system isn't about never having bad thoughts. It's about tolerating them. Like, it's about learning that bad thoughts come up and bad emotions come up, but that you can tolerate them and you can get through them and you can allow them to pass. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Not all thoughts are a reality, and I think that's where we get lost a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, just because I thought this, it must be true. <laughs> <laughs> most well, of them aren't actually most reality. Most of them aren't even our own thoughts. Too. True. Like, they're either playbacks from, like, 20 years ago, or they're somebody else's thoughts yeah. that you're picking up on. Or, or a programmed thought yeah. that was put into you by yeah. somebody else. Yeah. Um, thoughts are literally just thoughts, and thinking of them that way as passing clouds and, and not chasing after them mm -hmm. yeah yeah that's really all I had with the emotional immune system it just made me realize that you know all of us are like take our vitamin c and take vitamin d and work out and take care of your immune system but there's this whole other immune system that needs a lot of attention yeah you can be the healthiest person in the world and still have a physical problem true yeah and it come it gets in planted through our emotional immune mm -hmm. system yeah so it's, a, it's important an important one to, part yeah important one to take care of yeah <laughs> um yeah i don't know if that that feels like that was everything definitely feel our energy <laughs> crashing yeah um yeah and and knowing too i think something that i set myself up for all the time is that well, I'll get to this place where this finish line where, um, you know, I'll be so good at all of this <laughs> and I'll be able to always handle all my emotions mm -hmm. and I'll be perfect or whatever that example is or, you know, nothing anybody ever says will bring up anything in me or, you know, that I can just be this clear and empty thing. And um, no, <laughs> it's, it's about the journey. It's not the destination. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And it's okay because you're human mm -hmm. and you're supposed to experience these things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that felt good. Um, yeah. <laughs> we'll be back next week with uh, a new topic.